All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We'd like to say praise the Lord and thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. He gives us so many chances, and I just pray that we all take heed. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. And if you're new, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. Welcome to our 39th week. We've been doing these um, live stream Bible studies. It's always such a great joy. Where our goal here is to spread the truth and nothing but the truth, not just a happy motivational speech, not just something that's trying to generate revenue or anything like that. We just want to um, point out the truth. And we know that the truth, a lot of people don't want to hear. It. And nine times out of 10, that's what the actual truth is. It's like we, Nobody wants to hear that we can't do certain things. We can't sin and still get into heaven. Or we can sin. Yeah, we can't sin to get into heaven. So... As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the shadow of Jesus Christ. I know everybody won't understand it just from the title, but that's why we're here to help bring these things out. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started. Thank you, Melvin. Um, before we move too far, as always, we like to start by saying a prayer for those of you who are able at the moment, we encourage you to bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you once again, Lord. We come to you as gracious and humble as we can. Lord, we come to you thanking you first and foremost, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've bestowed upon us, Lord, how you've continued to keep us over the dangerous highways, Lord. Even just today, we see so many wrecks. We're just thanking you for how you kept us, Lord. And even for those people who were injured, Lord, we're praying that things would be okay, things would go in their favor. So, Lord, we're asking you for so many blessings tonight, Lord, but it's not an unfamiliar situation for us, Lord. We're always seeming to be asking you for things, Lord. But we just hope that you would hear our cries, that you would hear our prayers. And we ask that we are in the right standing with you, Lord, that we're asking for the right things. So, Lord, we just ask you for so many blessings. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, as Melvin already mentioned, we're going to be talking about the shadow of Jesus Christ. And... What we mean by that, we're going to get Hebrews 10 and 1 for anybody who's going to look at it um, with their own Bible. But as usual, we have it on screen. Melvin made that possible for you. So we're going to talk about the shadow of Jesus Christ because all of the scripture points to Jesus. All of the scripture. And so... We're going to look at some things in the Old Testament that had a resemblance of things in the New Testament. That's all a shadow is. Um, if you see your shadow, I'm sure we have seen our shadow before. You see your shadow, is no, it, it nothing but resembles you. It's not the real picture, the full picture, but it has a reflection of what you look like. So we're going to start at Hebrews 10 and 1. Uh, this is the only verse that we're going to pick up here, and then we're going to move to the book Corinthians after. All right. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the things, can never, with those sacrifices which they offered year by year continually, make the comers thereunto perfect. Now, what we're going to focus on here, just for a text, is that first um, that first clause up until that, uh, well, to the second comma, actually. Uh, if you'll read that again for us, Melvin. For the law, having a shadow of good things to come, 
And not the very image of the things. Now, that's what a shadow is. Is not the very image. When you see your shadow, is not exactly you. It's an image of you. It's a resemblance. It's a reflection. So, in the Old Testament, the law, the Bible tells us, the law was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. All that did was foreshadow the coming of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ brought us the actual truth. So, the law, things in the Old Testament, they had, they were waiting until Jesus Christ himself came. And one second, Jennifer says, good evening. Um, how are we doing tonight? We're doing well. Um, glad to have you on the broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much. Yep. Good evening to you, Jennifer. Thank you for coming. Thank you for um, putting out some input, uh, if that even makes sense. <laughs> but we definitely welcome you, um, and we definitely thank you for tuning in with us. Um, and definitely ask questions or, or make comments, whatever you uh, feel the need to do. So the law, everything in the Old Testament foreshadowed Jesus Christ. And so I wanted to look at some things in the Old Testament that was foreshadowed then some things in the New Testament. So let's move over to Corinthians, the first Corinthians uh, chapter 10. And we're going to start with verse one there. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And I feel the same way Paul did at this time. I don't want us to be ignorant. And I say us because I've been ignorant a lot in my life. And after God's call, I realized I needed to learn some things. I needed to learn a lesson. So Paul says, moreover, brethren, I would not that you, ye should be ignorant. How that all, now no word exceeds all. All our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now, read verse 2 for us, Mel. And we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. Now, he says there was a baptism that took place. He said, and we're all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. There was a baptism that took place. Now, somebody said... <laughs> Talking to somebody, they said, man, show me where people in the Old Testament got baptized at. <laughs> it was foreshadowed even in the Old Testament. So you wonder why we spend so much time on baptism because it started in the beginning. God started this a long time ago. So now baptism is nothing new, friend. It's nothing new. It's extremely important. Because we see it happen even in the Old Testament. So what he's referencing here is how Moses, notice in verse 1, it said how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. That's the Red Sea. He's talking about how Moses, with God's help, 
with God's guidance, he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And we know the story. Once they came unto the Red Sea, they had nowhere else to turn. They had Pharaoh in the army behind him, Pharaoh's army behind him, and the Red Sea in front. And so God allowed the sea to part. And so they passed through the sea. What a mighty God we serve. So through that, that simplified, that signified water baptism. Somebody's not going to agree with it, but that's what the book says. They were all baptized, he said, in the sea. And in verse one, he told us they passed through the sea. So passing through the Red Sea represented water baptism. So now we see he said they were under the cloud. Now we know that if you've done any research in the Bible, after they came from uh, the Red Sea, after God continued to lead them through the wilderness, what he did was by day, a cloud led them. He led them with a cloud. Now that represented the spirit. See, a cloud represents the spirit. I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to break it down as plain as I can. The cloud represents the spirit. You can't feel a cloud. You can, you can, we see fog. You drive your car right through fog. It, it represents a spirit because fog is nothing but a cloud that's low. So the cloud represents a spirit. So what uh, Paul is telling us is that all of our fathers, now our fathers, he's talking about Israel, which is nothing but the church. That was the church in the Old Testament. So today you say you want to be a part of the church and praise God because I'm praying we all want to be a part of God's church, God's kingdom. And to do that, we all, because no word exceeds the word all, we all have to be baptized in water and of the spirit the same way the first church, Israel, had to. is no different. Because they without us could not be made perfect. We have to fulfill the scriptures. So Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant because people are ignorant today and they fight these things. People say you don't have to be baptized. Well, if we don't have to, then why did all of them have to? If we don't have to, then why in the New Testament did all of them get baptized? of water and spirit. So today we're talking about tonight, we're talking about the shadow of Jesus Christ. These things were foreshadowed in the Old Testament. And so now we see the fulfillment in the New Testament. Let's actually uh, run over to Acts 2.38. Actually, 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 no, I'm sorry. You already got it. Let's go back over to 1 Corinthians. Drop down. Actually, read. Go, we'll go ahead and keep reading down. Read verse 3 for us. And did all eat the same spiritual meat? Mm -hmm. And did all drink the same spiritual drink? 
for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Now, they said the rock that followed them was Christ. He was foreshadowed even in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. Now, these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Now, these things were our examples. They were all baptized of water and spirit. That's our example. And furthermore, some of them, <laughs> they started to displease God. So we can see that even though some of us, some of us right now may be baptized, may have the Holy Ghost, but we can still be overthrown if we are not careful. But that's not my message. Let's go to Acts 2.38 now. Now, this is where we see the real image. In the Old Testament, when we saw the children of Israel pass through the Red Sea, being led by the cloud, when we saw that in the Old Testament, that was not the real image. Now we see the real image. Look at uh, verse 38 for us. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the full image. That's the plan of salvation. Repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus, and receiving the Holy Ghost. That's the plan of salvation. That's how the children of Israel were saved. Through the water. Somebody today, I've heard many people say, water don't save anybody. But God has used water throughout time to save people. That's what the Red Sea did for the children of Israel. As the the children of Israel walked through on dry ground and God allowed them to pass over safely. All the while, Pharaoh's army tried to do the same thing, but God drowned them. The water collapsed on them. So the same water that saved the children of Israel is the same water that brought destruction upon Pharaoh's army. We see the water at action, in action. All because that was God's plan of salvation, God's plan of deliverance. So today, God hadn't changed. He's the same God that he was then. He's the same God. He is still going to use the water as a tool of salvation. He doesn't have to, but that's what he chooses to do. So Peter here tells us to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and receive the Holy Ghost. Now, if you look at this verse closely, you will notice that being baptized in the name of Jesus that's the water. The same thing that the old church under Moses had to do. They had to get the water. And then he said, receive the Holy Ghost. That's nothing 
but being under the cloud. Because Jesus told us the comforter will come, which is the Holy Ghost, and he will lead you to all truth. He's going to guide you. He's going to teach you. That's what the Holy Ghost is for. So we see the same things that we've seen in the Old Testament, water and spirit. Nothing but water and spirit. So let's actually move to 1 Peter. Um, we, we've covered this so much, but it can never really be covered enough because somebody still has not caught the message. Somebody said water doesn't save anybody. 1 Peter actually... Let's start at verse 20. Somebody chapter, three. Mm -hmm, chapter 3. First uh, Peter chapter 3 and verse 20. Which sometime were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a prepare was a pre preparing wherein few, that is eight souls, were saved by water. Saved by water. Water saves. Water will save you today. Water baptism. It'll save you today. The same way God saved people then. See, now we're talking about the flood of Noah. The entire world was flooded. We know the story. The entire world was covered with water. That represented baptism. You can't get away from it. Everything in the world was covered with water. And so what God did was Noah, his wife, his three sons and his three sons' wives, they got into the ark. And as the rain continued to fall, the ark rose. And so Noah and his family, they were saved by water. That's what the book tells us. Eight souls were saved by water. Do you want your soul saved today? That's the question. Do you want your soul saved today is the question. Do you want your soul saved today? Because if you do, you got to go to the water. I know so many people fight against the water. But it's there. God's been doing it since the beginning of time. So, so many. Now, it doesn't tell us here. He says here, eight souls were saved by water. But. I wonder how many souls were lost because of the water. Because we know the whole world drowned. The boat that they had, it, it wasn't going to work. If they even had a boat, I doubt they had one. No matter what they had during that time, they could not be saved. The weapons that they had, it couldn't save them. The food that they had, it couldn't save them. Their wives, their husbands. Their children, their animals, nothing could save them. Nothing but the water. So today, we must be saved by the water. So somebody still thinks baptism doesn't save us. Let's read verse 21, Melvin. The light figure wherein to even baptism doth also now save Hold us. Hold on, he said the light figure is just like today. Just like today. Now this is Peter talking. This is somebody who was taught by Jesus. I didn't write this. Melvin didn't write it. This was something taught by Jesus. Peter, this isn't something Peter's coming up with himself. So he said he compares 
Noah's, the flood of Noah to today's time. He said, look, water saved people then just like today. Read that again for us, Melvin. The like figure wherein say even baptism doth also now save us. Baptism now saves us. My God. Why would you fight God's uh, plan of salvation? This is great news for somebody. This is great news for somebody. The plan of salvation, the true plan. This isn't what you've been hearing at church weekend and we got. This is what the book says. We talked about getting back to the book. That's what we're going to do here. This is great news. Baptism saves you. I know somebody said you don't have to be baptized. It's nothing but a symbolic, uh, symbol symbolizes that you've given your life to Christ. No, this means everything here. This is more than a symbol. This, <laughs> this is more than symbolic. Baptism means everything because Peter plainly said baptism also saves us now. All right. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. This, this is not taking a bath. This ain't washing off your dirty flesh, your dirty skin, scrubbing off dead skin cells. Now, this ain't what this is about. This ain't about, uh, <laughs> this ain't about taking off that Halloween costume you got on. No, no, th this is more important. This is way more important. All right. But the answer of a good conscience toward God. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the answer of a good conscience toward God. You get in the right standing with God when you do this. This means something to him. May not mean something to some people, but this means something to God. And what can mean more than that? We see when Jesus was baptized and the Holy Ghost descended on him. <laughs> Once again, that's water and spirit. Jesus was baptized in water. And the Holy Ghost descended on him in the bodily shape of a dove. And when that happened, a voice came from heaven. God showed his approval. He said, this is my beloved son. In him, I'm well pleased. In my son, Jesus Christ, I'm well pleased. So we see even Jesus Christ, a sinless man. God only made this statement. Only when... He had gotten the Holy Ghost and gotten water baptized. He fulfilled the scriptures. The Bible tells us the scriptures must be fulfilled. They cannot be broken. So today, what side will you choose? Will you be one of the souls saved by water? Or will you be one of the souls lost because you didn't accept the water? People say, people talk about accepting Jesus Christ into their heart. You can't do that if you don't accept the scriptures. You can't accept Jesus without his word. You can't do that. People talk about it all the time. I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart. But you haven't accepted anything he said. It doesn't work that way. Because he is the word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word was made flesh. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. He is all these scriptures. So whenever you talk about the Bible, whenever you talk about the 66 books, 
You're talking about Jesus Christ. It all points to him. It all had a foreshadowing of Jesus Christ. So, Peter tells us, baptism now saves us. So, that's why Paul said, look, I don't want to have you guys ignorant of this. Because people fought baptism even then. He said, look, I don't want you ignorant. Because everybody was baptized. All of the old church, the first church. But now... The New Testament has begun. Jesus Christ came and told us what we need to do. He said, look, go and baptize. Make disciples in his name. And we know what the name is. The name is Jesus. There is no other name under the sun. Whereby we must be saved. So. These things are extremely important. Extremely important. So many people will say, our baptism don't mean anything. It can't get any plainer than what Peter said in verse 21, where he said, baptism also saves us. It can't get any plainer, plainer than that. And I don't even know if that's a word. <laughs> but it cannot be more clear. It's crystal clear. It's the water. The water saves. Even Moses himself, if you know the story of Moses, his mother was afraid of being of Moses being killed. He was nothing but a baby. His mother was afraid because the king of Egypt, he was killing all the male children because he wanted to stop the uh, uh, reproduction rate. So what he decided to do was kill all the males. And so Moses being born at this time, his mother fearing for his life, she put him in the water. <laughs> uh, it's no coincidence that these things continue to happen over and over. She put him in the water and Pharaoh's own daughter, Pharaoh's own daughter saw Moses. He cried and she had compassion on him. She couldn't. <laughs> Uh, she was still a human. She, could, she couldn't overlook that, that baby boy, that small baby boy, even though he wasn't of the same nationality, of the same ethnicity. So she took him from the water and saved his life. The water saved that boy's life. Moses. That's what his name means, taken from the water. And we say the water don't mean anything. <laughs> Friend, you are made of majority water. If that's not telling me God, <laughs> if, that, if that is not telling me that God has a high importance on water, I don't know what will. If you are made of majority water, inside of our mother's womb, <laughs> we are covered in water. God's always using the water. And so that's why Jesus said we must be born again. Sure, you were born the first time in water, but you must do it again the second time. Now, this is a spiritual birth, and you must go down in the water. That's why Jesus did it. He was our example. He came here to show us the way, but we don't want to follow his footsteps. He is the way, but we don't want to follow his way.
So let's go back to that first Corinthians verse. First Corinthians chapter 10. Because I, I won't hold us long tonight. I know I, I can get on here and talk a lot because I, I can keep going. <laughs> so I said he don't ever shut up. I can keep going. <laughs> I can keep going. But we're gonna read we're gonna read First Corinthians ten and one again. You say ten and back to one. Mm-hmm. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. All of them. They all had to do this. They all had to. If they wanted to be saved, their only option was to go through the Red Sea. So if you want to be saved today, friend, this is the words of the Lord. You must go through the water. If you want to be saved. Now you can say hey I'm already saved. You can say whatever you want. But I know what the book says. And God is going to judge. Jesus told him. He said the words I speak. They are going to judge you in the end. Not the words you speaking. Not what uh, Billy John said. No the words that the book said. That's what we're going to be judged by. So. They had to pass through the sea. The same way we have to go through the water today. We didn't read it in Acts chapter 2. We might need to go there instead. Let's go back to Acts chapter 2. We'll read 38 over and then we'll, we'll go down. This is, if you don't catch anything else that I've said, this is what's most important here. In one verse, Acts 2.38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the beginning of salvation. These were people who have recognized, Peter was talking to people that recognized that they had messed up, that they had been on the wrong track for a long time now. So they asked him, what should they do? He said, repent, get baptized, and receive the Holy Ghost. All right. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. This is promised to you. God made this promise. He promised you you can have these things. Notice what he says in verse 40, because somebody still is thinking that this will not save you. But what does Peter say? And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves. Save yourselves. What did he say, Melvin? <laughs> save yourselves. What, what did he say, Melvin? Save, save yourselves. yourselves. He said, Save yourselves. Because you won't be able to save anybody else. You can't make somebody else take the water baptism. You can't make somebody else take the Holy Ghost. But you can save yourself, though. Peter tells us multiple times. He tells us in Acts chapter 2, this is your salvation. He told us in his own letter, 1 Peter chapter 3. He said, this saves us. 
How many times the man got to say it? <laughs> a <laughs> lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> Peter says, save yourselves from this crooked generation, this untoward generation, from a bunch of people who do not understand the true path of salvation. Save yourselves from, from your friend, from your neighbor, from your, your family. Because they don't understand the true way of salvation. And so if the blind lead the blind, they'll all fall into the ditch. Save yourself. Peter said, this is what you must do. They asked him, men and brethren, what shall we do? In verse 37, he said, men and brethren, what shall we do? This is what we must do. I didn't make this up. I couldn't make this stuff up if I tried to. <laughs> because it's incredible when you finally understand this book. It's incredible. So, I think, I think I've talked enough, Melvin. <laughs> I think I've talked enough. This is the shadow of Jesus Christ. Passing through the Red Sea, being led by the cloud. Those things represented nothing but water baptism. And being baptized of the Holy Ghost. That's all they represented. So. I thank you guys for giving me an opportunity. And Melvin for giving me an opportunity. To speak with you on this Halloween night. Because I know a lot of people are trying to trick or treat. And get candy for children. And get candy for themselves too. But. This is the most important thing. Is being saved. Finding God in the midst of the storm. Because somebody may think this will not help their situation. But this will. But you must believe in what God said. And he'll keep his word. I, I'm more, I have way more faith in God keeping his word than I do keeping my own word. Because he can make things happen that I can't. A lot of times I say, yeah, I'm going to try my best to do this. And somehow I fall short. Somehow I fall short of the glory of God. But <laughs> he's not slack concerning his promise. He's going to keep his promise. So, Melvin, I, you, I, I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as always, I don't have much. Well, a lot of things can be said, but um, just sticking to the subject of baptism and getting the Holy Ghost. I talked to people about it and you know the majority of us believed at one point in time and a lot of us still do believe that receiving salvation is just going to the altar shaking the preacher's hands, repeating a phrase I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior yada 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 and then you say and you, and you have the Holy Ghost and it's just sad because the majority of us still believe that to this day and I, a lot of people say that baptism is just the outward show of your newfound life in Christ. But we, and then you tell people to show you that in the Bible and they can't do it. See, this is where, this is where our faith has to be. That's the, where our foundation of our faith needs to be in, in the Bible, where all of our faith needs to be. So if you can't find it in the Bible, then why are we doing it today? Another response I get is that that was just for the people in their time. And something that they did and we don't have to do it anymore 
And we, in verse 39, we just read, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And <laughs> even if, if it was for their day, do you know that we're still in this very same day? We were talking about this last night. From the book of Genesis to the book of Malachi, God the Father reigned. And from Matthew to John, we have Jesus, and he left. And from Acts on to Revelation, we have the Holy Spirit. And so Jesus come back. Jesus has not come back yet. So we are still in that very same day. The Holy Ghost is still being given out. And a lot of us deny it every single day. And that's so that's just so sad because a lot of us don't understand it. And a lot of us can. We just won't put the time into seeing it. So I just pray that we um all take deep dives into our Bible. That's the purpose. That's why we get on here week in and week out and have Bible studies at our campus library. Just to try to spread the truth because it is not being taught enough. A lot of people go to church just because they're, you know, their parents make them go or they go to hear a motivational speech, which can help in some cases. But a lot of time it's just a temporary high, temporary solution. And like I said um, earlier, the truth is nine times out of ten what you don't want to hear initially. But once you actually do it, it gets it gets easier. And then you'll actually want to hear that stuff. Because nobody wants to hear, oh, I have to give up this, I have to give up that, I have to stop doing this. I was the same exact way. <laughs> I didn't want to give up a lot of things. But once I did, and no, it, it was hard at first. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely hard at first. But the more you don't do the things that you used to be, you know, addicted to and that you didn't want to give up, you don't even have a ur an urge to do that anymore. And that's when you let the spirit work in you. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We are in our skin and our skin desires that which is ungodly. And you know why? It's because our skin is just going to go back into the ground. That's why it's not willing to do right. But the spirit is because the sp our spirit, that's what's going to be tortured for eternity. or That's what's going to be in heaven for eternity. So it, it, it's willing to do right. So we have to take heed to the spirit. But first we have to get the spirit. Be baptized in Jesus name and get the gift of the Holy Ghost and develop a relationship with God. Because without that, that is no relationship. And I know Tony has said this example a lot of times when we have any kind of relationship with somebody, we should know their name. It should be one of the first things we know. A lot of people still don't know the name. They don't know the name is Jesus Christ. Many times in the Old Testament is brought up. Not the name, but the shadow of it. So I just pray that we all get into the Bible and do our study because Peter said, save, save yourself. We have to save ourselves. Like Tony was saying, we can't force anybody to take, take on the water and take on the spirit. We can only give them the knowledge about it. And it's up to them to do it. We definitely encourage you to do it, but by no means we cannot make you. And we will not attempt to make you because God will not do that. Nobody wants to be in a relationship or a marriage with somebody and they have to force the other person to, to love them and do what they say and stop doing the things that hurt them. God, God is the same way. He, want, he rewards those who diligently seek him.
willingly seek him. So I'm just um, going to leave it at that. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Jennifer, for your comment. And if anybody else has any questions, definitely ask them. We'll give you a few minutes. So um, thank you for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. And as I always say, we upload audio versions of this to all major podcast platforms shortly after we go off. And if you listen to uh, or if you may happen to find us on podcast, we go live every fa- we go live on Facebook every Thursday at 630 p.m. Central Standard Time. And this is what we enjoy doing. And also, um, I like to say um, we definitely want to keep our hearts uh, and our prayers um towards the many people around the world going through natural disasters, um, whether it's fires or tornadoes or earthquakes or tsunamis or blizzards. It doesn't matter what it is. We just like to continue to pray for these people. And even I, I hope you guys will pray for us that we would get in a position to where we can do more than just pray uh, because people need way more than prayer. We need resources. We need food. We need shelter. We need electricity. We need power. We need so many things. And so God is looking for us not only to pray, but to actually do something. And so that's what um, Joy in the Midst of the Storm is about. Uh, So I I just hope you guys continue to uh, be patient with us and continue to be great uh, um, supportive of us as we embark on this journey of being more than just a group of people who say, we'll pray for you. Oh yeah, we're just going to pray for you. That's good. But God's looking for us to do more because he said, when I was hungry, you fed me not. When I was naked, you clothed me not. When I was in prison, you didn't come and visit me. When I was sick, you didn't come and visit me. So I'm, I'm praying that God will allow us to do more for the community, more for the neighborhood, more for our country, more for other countries. It's not about race. It's not about ethnicity. It's not about all the things. It's not about your school, your side of the street. It's not about any of those things. It's about the love of God and sharing it with each other, letting our light shine so people can see God in us. So I hope you guys would Just continue to reach out to us, continue to reach out to God, Um, continue to pray, continue to fast, continue to seek his word. And if you have not experienced God, then give him a try. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, because like I said earlier, God's going to keep his word. So I don't have any trouble when I tell somebody about the things that God said he'd do. I know he's going to come through. Like I said, me. I'm going to try my best, but I still fall short. But I know God's going to come through for you somehow. He always does. He said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. I know a lot of people have been through marriages, uh, relationships, uh, whether it's with family, friends, whoever. And somebody, they, they, they forsake you. They forsook you. They left you stranded. You said, now, out of all the things I've done for this person, they could not be here for me through this. God will never do that to you. Even when you think he wasn't there, even when you thought he wasn't there, he's still there. He's going to show up just when you felt like, man, I just don't think he's here anymore. He's going to show you he was always there. So 
as Melvin was saying, we thank you guys um, for how you continue to be with us. Go ahead, Mel. Oh, I didn't have anything. Oh, I thought you had some. <laughs> I didn't have anything. I thought you had some. But, but we thank you guys sincerely for uh, just being with us over the weeks. Uh, we thank you guys for listening uh, to the things that we have to say. And we thank you for all the questions, comments, anything that you guys have um, put into this program. We, we greatly appreciate you. And we pray that you would continue uh, to endeavor with us. And I'll let Melvin wrap us up so as he does so well. Yeah, so I see we don't have any comments, so we're just going to end it there. And it's getting pretty cold outside, so everybody <laughs> stay warm. Um, be safe if you are out there trick-or-treating. Definitely be safe because it's, it's enough already going on. So we pray for your safety and um, have a blessed and safe weekend. And we'll see you guys either Tuesday or next Thursday at the same time. Thank you. <laughs>